Thank you for downloading a sermon from the Chapel of the Cross. The Chapel of the Cross is a welcoming, growing, and historic Episcopal Church in Madison, Mississippi. I hope you will join us on Sundays for worship at 7.30 a.m., 8.45 a.m., 11 a.m., and 5 p.m., with Sunday school for all ages at 10 a.m. I also invite you to connect with the chapel online at chapelofthecrossms.org. Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. We pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. Holy and loving God, write a message on our hearts, bless us, direct us, and send us out living letters of the word. Amen. Please be seated. A portion of today's reading from the book of Proverbs. Wisdom has set her table. She has set out, sent out her servant girl. She calls from the highest places in the town. Come, eat of my bread and drink of the wine I have mixed. Lay aside immaturity and live and walk in the way of insight. The book of Proverbs is, not, is a book we don't study very often. We know the Gospels, of course, and the epistles we read every week. We know the greatest hits of the Old Testament, creation, Noah, Moses, Abraham, and David. And of course, we know the Psalms, that transporting poetry we chant every Sunday, if not daily. But Proverbs, that may have fallen through the proverbial cracks. Thank you, Ed. According to Old Testament scholar Ryan Bose, the book of Proverbs is a collection of sayings, lectures, speeches, and admonitions. The book grew over time as a compendium of sayings about wisdom, shaped by the sages in the schools of the court, the temple, and the cities of ancient Israel and early Judaism. The tr this tradition embodied the essentials of Jewish life. Think of Proverbs, on a basic level at least, as Emily Post for the ancient world. And in the book of Proverbs, we encounter wisdom, a metaphor for the Holy Spirit, a guide and a host to the knowledge and the love of God. And in today's reading, reading wisdom has set out a feast in her strong house. We are invited to partake of meat and wine and bread. And more importantly, while in her presence, lay aside immaturity and live and walk in the way of insight. I don't know about you, but I'm going to have a tough time laying aside my immaturity. But there, for the grace of God, go I. We are often on different paths when it comes to wisdom. There are some whose circumstance is such that mere survival is the only goal. So wisdom is an elusive dream, seldom considered. Some are content not to know and to leave the pursuit of wisdom to others. Some are constantly amassing knowledge, but don't process it, don't digest it. So there's no real comprehension or evolution. Some gain a certain amount of knowledge and 
they, for some reason or another, they are compelled to impose that on others, constantly interjecting, talking over, or commenting on the Internet. And there are those who might know a little about something, but they have been blessed with the self-awareness to know that there is much more that they don't know. We live in a time and in a context where wisdom is often offered but rarely found. Voices abound on our televisions, in our newspapers, scream from social media, claiming to be the sole proprietor of wisdom, but they seldom are. We might seek wisdom at school or at work or at church, attempting to interface our nugget of wisdom with what we perceive to be a mentor or a friend, only to be dismissed or discounted. But however we engage with the world, wisdom might be on the menu, but what is served is little more than rhetorical cotton candy. But if we sincerely seek wisdom, the place to find it is with God. As it says in the first chapter of the book of Proverbs, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. But, and this is very important, to achieve wisdom, we must first enable ourselves to receive wisdom. And that isn't intuitive, especially these days. How does wisdom present her knowledge to us in today's reading? Is it foisted upon us? Are we ordered to fall in line or else be cast into the outer darkness? Is wisdom one way or the highway? To our surprise, the wisdom of God, unlike the wisdom of the world, the wisdom of God is offered with grace and hospitality. The table is set, the bread and the wine are offered, and we are invited to join the journey towards insight. For the truly wise, when interacting with someone else, the wise do not assume that the other is automatically unwise. Instead, all of us have experiences, expertise, God-given insight that can increase the wisdom of anyone. Howard Baker, a Kentuckian and former member of the House of Representatives, often said, you should always go through life working on the assumption that the other guy might be right. We can learn from Baker and, more importantly, the hospitality of God and remember to listen, not just wait for the other person to stop talking. Welcome, not just tolerate or feel threatened, and abide, just as Jesus abides with his friends. I'm reminded of an interview I recently heard with Marcus Samuelson. Samuelson is a decorated chef born in Ethiopia to a mother suffering from tuberculosis. She, she walked 75 miles with her son and daughter. Samuelson and his sister survived. She did not. And then he was adopted by a couple in Sweden. As a young adult, he became interested in food, went to culinary school, and eventually opened several successful restaurants in New York City, 
and around the world. And in the interview, he and the host talked about listening. Real chefs, he said, we love when we get told what to do by someone that clearly knows it much better. Chefs say to the world, I'm here, but I don't know, and I'm excited. Therefore, if we seek wisdom, if we seek God, then we must first accept the hospitality of wisdom and the hospitality of God. And we, in return, must, as individuals and the church, provide hospitality, provide the hospitality of wisdom so that we can all grow together in the light of the wisdom of God. Now, a life of wisdom can sound, if we're honest, incredibly dull. If it's Saturday afternoon and I'm on the couch and I'm given a choice between wisdom and the game, I'm choosing the game. But, as Dean McDonald of our National Cathedral reminds us, the life of wisdom is not one of faithful drudgery or morbid asceticism but one of great satisfaction and happiness. God intends an abundant life for us. The wine at wisdom's party is for enjoying, just like the wine Jesus provides at a wedding in Cana of Galilee. Our quest for wisdom is lifelong. We might seek wisdom in scripture or theology or science or medicine or poetry. But real wisdom is sought with humility and grace. And the ultimate wisdom, that is sought with God. Amen.